Blog Talk Radio. Turmoil right here on the Evolution Radio Network with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referee, DK, and Sadistic Sean David. Now, let's go into the ER and get into the turmoil.
Welcome one, welcome all, welcome everyone to another loaded edition of Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil. I'd like to welcome you live inside of the ER. I am Sadistic Sean David, and I am here by myself tonight. I do have a guest that we're going to get to in just a couple minutes. Uh, I'd like to welcome again everyone again inside the ER. Uh, so it is just myself, Sadistic Sean David, tonight. Uh, Steve Kane is off for the next couple weeks recovering from some extensive eye surgery. Uh, we wish him nothing but the best at this time. Kayata Katie is off for the evening. Uh, she's got a situation that she had to handle. And um, so that leaves me. Um, tomorrow night on Wrestling Authority Radio, Kayata Katie will be returning. We will be talking to Rob Fury of SWF Professional Wrestling. And they are out of New Jersey, so we'll be talking to them um, and whoever else uh, may want to call in. Uh, we'll have something the 4th. We'll have something the 11th. The 18th is going to be the next ladies' night, and it's going to feature the ladies of GLOW. And it's going to be original ladies of GLOW, so it's going to be quite the lineup. Steve announced that on Sunday on that special edition of Sunday Rampage Rants that we did entitled Severing Ties. We're going to get into that again tonight. Um, so I'd like to welcome my good friend J.B. Brown uh, live inside the ER uh, for Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil. Yes. Glad to be on. And uh, we're going we're gonna to start things off. With our wrestling news, I'm going to load wrestling news source here. Um, not seeing a lot of news. Uh, Fox Sports confirmed new home of SmackDown Live from 2019. Uh, that is updated. Um, Impact Wrestling owner uh, Anthem Sports appoints chief operating officer of Impact Wrestling. So there's some news there. Um, USA Network and Fox Sports have done a deal with SmackDown and Raw. Obviously, Raw is staying on USA Network for the time being. SmackDown is moving to Fox, uh, I believe, Fox Sports or Fox. Um, so... Hopefully not Fox Sports. Hopefully it's regular Fox because more people get regular Fox. Um, so we'll ha- we'll bring you the latest on that. Um, Rey Mysterio was announced for the um, next. WWE 2K19 He's a pre-order bonus So if you pre-order now You get to play as Rey Mysterio Uh, It does come out October 9th And um, This is probably a sign of things to come That Mysterio will be back inside of the company At some point uh, Which is great um, Because You know There's a lot He's still He's still got a lot of left to offer the company. Um, so that 
that takes us uh, into our news because I don't believe there was anything over the weekend. Um, at least I'm not seeing anything. And, you know, that's just the uh, news of the week. Uh, Charlotte Flair did do a nude photo shoot with ESPN. Uh, a lot of people are complaining about that. Uh, the other thing that I have to announce is uh, we lost another wrestler. We lost the promoter of micro championship wrestling, John Green. Uh, he passed away on the 12th, but we just got the news this past Saturday uh, that he passed away. I had met with him. He had been on Wrestling Authority Radio. Um, and there was actually some talks for me to do some work with them at some point. Um, but we couldn't come to a deal. So it was... You know, it was one of those things where um, it's. I'm sad to see him go because he was a big supporter of Micro Championship Wrestling and got that promotion off the ground and really made it something that, you know, a lot of people didn't think would ever be anything. So it's one of those it's one of those situations where he took something out of nothing and got it on TV and that. Uh, that will live on forever. Um, you know, I, it's sad when we lose somebody. Uh, Gene Snitsky is getting ready to retire from competition. Um, so that will be uh, interesting. And we have news that there will be projects coming out from Vader that uh, were unreleased that are going to be coming out. So that takes us into the news. Um, uh, all right. I am not going to spoil the UK tournament because I didn't watch it, so I don't want to spoil it for myself yet. Uh, let's see. Where is that? Okay, well, we'll we'll go backwards. Uh, SmackDown tonight opened with Miz TV. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Miz, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Daniel Bryant takes on Harper uh, from Orders of Page. We get Rusev versus Xavier Woods. Your winner is Rusev. Uh, we get Jeff Hardy versus Eric Young for the United States Championship. Winner by DQ is Eric Young. I never thought I'd say those words about him being on WWE television, but it's happened. Uh, Six-man tag team match, The Usos versus Jeff Hardy and Sanity. Or, I'm sorry, Sanity versus The Usos and Jeff Hardy. Your winner is Jeff Hardy and The Usos. We get 
Becky Lynch versus Sonya Deville. Your winner is Becky Lynch. Uh, James Ellsworth, da-da-da-da-da. Um, obviously with Carmella. Daniel Bryan versus Harper. Your winner by DQ is Daniel Bryan. Kane's music hits, and Kane makes his way to the ring. And Team Hell No will be reuniting at Extreme Rules. So that is some interesting stuff. Uh, That was SmackDown. Okay, where is Raw? All right, well, we'll have to do it this way. Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley cross paths to start things off. Um, You also had Baron Corbin out there. Then you had the Revival versus Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. The Revival wins via pinfall. Matt Hardy against Curtis Axel. Axel wins via pinfall. The B team is continuing to pick up momentum. The Authors of Pain versus Rich and Rex Gibson, who just got decimated by the Authors of Pain. Alexa Bliss versus Natalia. Natalia wins via submission. The Riot Squad versus Ember Moon, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. The Riot Squad win via pinfall. Mojo Raleigh wants no part of No Way Jose. Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor and Baron Corbin. Owens and Strowman win via countout. So that was Monday night. Oh, nope, there's more. Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship. Rollins wins via disqualification. However, Ziggler retains the Intercontinental Championship. And that was Raw. So that was SmackDown. That was Raw. That was uh, everything else, and I think uh, I'm going to let JB go ahead and promote her upcoming event that is going to take place this Saturday night in Virginia, so. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to, to, I'm a little nervous, but I'm always a little bit nervous, uh, before the show, so, but I uh, hope everything goes well. I would hope so. You deserve it. You deserve it after what happened the last time. I mean, you know, there there yeah. are just some scummy people in the wrestling business, and uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I have to, because you know, I have to look. You know, I have to overlook that and look for it. So you know. 
is about, you know, it's is the chance you have to take in life. But, right. But, you know, things happen, but, you know, and usually I don't, if something in this situation, I don't, it ain't no second chance. If something happens oh, like that, and I'm usually, usually I do get people second ch- second chance, and it all depends on what, what it is. But in this business, when you do me the first time, it ain't gonna be no it ain't gonna be no second time with me. When you burn that bridge with me, that's it. That's it with me. You know, you can't burn no bridges with me with with that. So I mean, you just absolutely can't do that. But, and that's uh, well, you know, and that's the way it should be. Um, yeah. that's the way it should be. I had a situation happen. I'm no longer a part of Rampage Championship Wrestling. I severed ties with them. Uh, the promoter let yeah. all of his boys run roughshod, and it cost him some good talent. It cost him me, and it cost him the girls in uh, in July that I had both coming up from Tennessee. So you snooze, yeah. you you you, you yeah. play games. You get you, you get what you play. You get dealt the yeah. doubles hand at that point. Um, oh yeah. I want to I, yeah. I want to thank Joey Eastman for calling in and making a complete fool of himself on Sunday night. Uh, that that tickled me pink, and uh, I, hopefully he'll do it again sometime. Because anytime he wants yeah. to try to mess with this show, uh, he will get put in his place like he did the other night. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that goes for anybody that wants to try to call in and mess with this show. Be it Ben Jordan, yeah. one of his circle jerking buddies, be it Vito Tomasilli, be it, you know, uh Polly Tomasilli, yeah. whoever whoever it might be. I won't put up with it. Yeah. We won't put up with it. And uh we've been doing this for five years. We ain't giving it up anytime soon. And if you think I'm done as a wrestling promoter, you got another thing coming. So Yeah. Keep trying yeah. your keep trying your shit, but it ain't gonna work. Yeah. Um no, it's not. There's a, there's a lot of you know. hater and a lot of jealousy, and they don't oh, want to see. They don't want to see people with success because they ain't doing good. Like you know, like it, it used to bother me, but I I learned now that let people talk, let they talk smack because you, you keep on talking to my shows, but I must be doing something right because you keep on running your mouth about it, and. You talk, you're still talking shit, so I must be doing something right. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's a lot of people out there that are booking bad wrestling, and, uh, you know, they don't – there's so much bad wrestling out there. Everybody goes, Sean, you cover so much bad wrestling. And I said, if there wasn't so much bad wrestling out there, I wouldn't have to cover it all. If there was more yeah. good wrestling yeah. out there, I'd be talking about better good wrestling. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. It's it's just – it's ridiculous when people don't realize that, you know, what they're doing is is not working and they can't even wake up and smell the coffee in their own bed. It's – it's uh, I, I I don't understand how people succeed like that. I never will. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't understand how people succeed riding on somebody else's coattails. Um, yeah. Cause that's what this, 
Joey Eastman fella liked to do is ride on other people's coattails and didn't didn't yeah. pay dues the way most of us did. Just happened to be at the right place at the right time and got to break into the business. And I paid dues. Yeah. I, I made sure I was the first one there. I was the last one to leave. Uh, they they got yeah. pizza for all the worker, all the ring staff, and all of that after the show. And usually there wasn't any left for me, which is when they started to order me my own pizza. And they told anybody if they friggin' touched it, they were fired, which was great because it was some good pizza. Um, yeah. And I, I worked hard, damn it. You set up and tear down a ring like that in a day and do the show and do the shooting of the show and, and doing all the running and everything for the show. People don't ex- people do not understand how exhausting a show day is for a promoter. Like it yeah. it is one of the most if if, if you don't have energy and you don't get a good night's sleep the night before and get a good breakfast to get you off to a good start that morning, you ain't going to make it by the time show, bell, bell time comes around. Cause you got to get there early. You got to set up the ring. You got to set up the chairs. You got to do this. You got to do that. I mean, yeah. And, and there's yeah. promoters out there that run their own concession stand. And it's like, okay, well, that's just one more headache that you got to worry about prior to the doors opening. Me, if I can find a yeah. venue that'll serve serve concessions themselves, great. It's a bargaining oh, yeah. tool. Yeah. So, you know, if I if I don't have to yeah. serve concessions, then we can we can work something out where they keep all the concessions and we get a break on rent. Not a full break, yeah. but some break on rent. Then it's a better situation. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Because believe me, I I was one of the promoters that tried to serve their own concessions, and I'd always end up with too much food. Some of that you can use from one month to the next, but a lot of it you can't. And you know, yeah, it it became how much, how much do you buy? And you know, it, and this was back in '09 before the economy kind of came back. So food prices were up, and gas prices were up, and Everything was up, and I'm not saying stuff's not pricey now, but you know, yeah. it it was a little bit more. Yeah. It was a little harder back then. I feel bad for yeah. the promoters that were promoting when gas was four dollars a gallon. I couldn't imagine, couldn't imagine running a show when gas was four dollars a gallon. Ain't nobody going anywhere. You might oh, draw yeah. all the locals. You'll draw all the locals, but ain't. Ain't anybody coming from out of town to see your product. And I'm one of the firm believers that if you're going to run a wrestling show, you should be able to draw from not only the town you're running in, but all the surrounding towns in the area. And if you can't do that, then you're doing something wrong. If you can't draw from just in the town you're running in, you're doing something wrong. Because, yes, there are yeah. promoters out there that draw really well in the towns they go to, but there's a lot of people that still don't know that they're there. If they would do some yeah. advertising 20 to 30 miles out, you'd get 50 to 100 people that would travel in from that other town or those two surrounding towns. And people don't understand that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, that's the way it is. Yeah, I got, I got to see that. 
Go ahead. Yeah, but that, I, I would put a flyer and then posters out and uh, posters out and then have them taken down. You know, I have done that and then like you know, have, you know, and I got a pretty good idea who who's doing it, but can't prove it. But that, that's kind of like really disrespectful and rude because you know you go around turn off the posters and okay if you don't like my show tell me if it's not your if if it's not your property or you don't have nothing to do do with you or if it's not on your property then you don't have no business putting your hands on stuff that don't belong to you you know i had posters taken off and everything else and so i mean things happen like that Oh yeah, that's uh, that's one of the things that promoters are known for doing. Or the other, yeah. the other one that I put a stop to real quick in my promotion was a promoter walking in with flyers to his event and trying to advertise yeah. at my event. I was like, "Do you think you're going to come into my house where I spent all of my money and advertise your show? You really think yeah. that that's a good idea?" And that's about the time that my boys surround them and they're escorted out of the building um, yeah. because I don't put up with it. Have I flyered yeah. other people's shows? Yes. Is it, a, is, is it shady business? It can be, but it can also be beneficial. If you have permission yeah. from the other fed, then there's it's no problem. But if you don't, then it's shady business. I don't care yeah. Yeah. one way or another. Yeah. I have to get my product yeah. out there and I have to get it out there any way possible. If you're going to be running a show yeah. within 30 days of my show, you're damn right somebody's going to be there from my company to fly your event. It's just the way yeah. that it is. Uh, yeah. Because wrestling fans are wrestling fans. If you can draw them, we can draw them. Especially if the yeah. show's in the same area. However, yeah. I don't believe in going to another person's place, buying a ticket, going into another person's place and handing out venue, handing out posters in the venue. I've never done that. I will yeah. go. I will wait till they come outside, or as they're going into the venue, hit them before they go in, or as they're coming out. I've done that. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, more than a couple times. And yeah. do people get mad about it? I'm sure. But once they're off, yeah. once once they step off of the venue property, that's it. There's nothing that they can yeah. do about. It. Yeah. And. That's the way it goes. You know, you got to be oh, smart. Yeah. You can't, yeah. you don't go into somebody else's house and advertise another show. You, that's a good way to get your ass beat. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, 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 I won't, I won't allow that to happen at my event. If I catch, if security catches you doing that, or I catch you doing that, or somebody else catches you doing it, it's not going to end pretty well for you. You're not only going to be escorted out, but there's going to be a long talk ad and the posters that you do have are going to be taken from you. And all the posters that you've given our fans will be collected and they're going to all be thrown in the trash in front of you. It's just the way it's going to work. Yeah. And you, if you want to pick them oh, out of yeah. the trash after they're thrown in there, that's on you, but they're going in the trash because you have come into my place of business now and tried to uh you know steal my audience whether you're we're running the same night or not is a completely different subject 
but you don't come into yeah. somebody else's house without their permission and advertise another event. That would be like somebody yeah. walking into McDonald's with a Whopper and sitting down in the middle, you know, on the middle of the counter and eating it and proclaiming that the Whopper is better than the Big Mac, and here's why. Yeah. I mean, you you don't do things like that. It's I, 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 yeah. Common sense is something that is dying not only in life but in the wrestling business, and it's sad. Uh, if people had common sense, there would be a lot less shady promoters in the wrestling business, and it would be one of those things where we'd have some people that actually knew what the hell they were doing instead of 20 million people running around that don't have a clue. Um, you know, I mean... I, I am so sick and tired of seeing people that don't have the first clue about how to run a wrestling show running a wrestling show and, you know, drawing under 100 people and thinking that that's great business and thinking that losing money is an acceptable thing to do. It's not. Yeah. Not unless you have deep pockets. If you're If you're doing this and you're losing money, Okay, as a new promoter, yes, you have to plan to lose some money because it's yeah. not always going to go 100% your way. But if you're a promoter that has been promoting for years and you're continuously losing money, then you need to quit. I didn't continuously yeah. lose money. I brought revenue back in and was able to float it from one – not float it, but take the – little bit of what we made off one show and put it towards the next show um, because that's the way it should work. And, yeah. you know, if technically you should be able to put $2,000 in your wrestling company when you start, by theory, you should be able to do this, but it doesn't work like this. You should be able to put $2,000 into your wrestling company uh, for your first show and have that money roll from one show to another, meaning there will always be that $2,000 for you to rely on from one show to the next. And you add to that based on your profits and revenue. Um, that, that can be done in theory, but it doesn't work because you're not always going to make the same amount. If you're a traveling company, you're going to different towns. That's a variable. There are different variables to running a wrestling show. Um, it's why I don't like running them outside. I, I absolutely hate it. Uh, unless unless I'm getting paid to do the show, and unless whoever's paying to do the show is pay, willing to pay for a tent to put that ring under, if it were to rain, then I'm not yeah. I'm not in the business of losing money and damaging my reputation and product. Um, it's, I, I, I don't, and the thing about it is this, the thing with outdoor shows is a lot of people do them in areas where people can still watch for free. I won't do that. I don't care if the bar is willing to pay me two grand. I won't do it because if I have people buying tickets and I have people on the other side watching for free, it's going to create a problem. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not refunding money. I, I won't yeah. do it. 
So that's why I don't like doing outdoor shows. That's why as, as my company, we have never done an outdoor show to the, up to this date. It's not to say that I wouldn't eventually do it. Um, but the weather is always a variable, and you can't control the weather. You can't predict the weather. Yeah. You can't control the weather. I don't care what yeah. the weatherman says on the TV the week of the show. That weather could change at any second. And when it does, yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And if it starts if it starts pouring and the ring is set up, you're done. And yeah. people don't understand that. We'll have them wrestle in the rain. No. If those ropes are wet, ain't nobody touching those ropes. Because somebody could get really hurt really easily. Yeah. Uh, and I don't you know, ring safety is so important to me, I, I could scream till I'm blue in the face about proper ring safety. But if the ring is not safe, if you have if you put the ring up and have a three hundred pound guy go to the uh, yeah. Well, yeah. If you have a three hundred pound yeah. guy go to the road, you know, hit those ropes and they're wet, it's not gonna in if it, yeah. no, what I, what I was getting at is if the ring breaks when you have a three hundred pound guy hit the ropes or even a guy that's a solid two fifty, that ring is not safe. There is an internal problem with that ring. If ropes are breaking, if the bottom cable is snapping, there is something wrong. That ring needs to be fixed. Yeah. I have seen a ring held together with vice grip. I am not kidding you. This is the same promoter that used bubble wrap for padding on his ring and thought that that was an acceptable form of padding for his wrestlers. And there were actually people stupid enough to work in it. That was the, that was the most shocking thing in the world to me. Promoter has bubble wrap as padding on the ring. You see this and still think it's a good idea to get in his ring and wrestle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I... Uh, I would I would have thrown I would have walked out. I don't care if I would have lost money on the travel. I would have walked out. Ain't no way I am putting my body on the line for a fifty dollar payday because some asshole doesn't want to get real padding. I ain't doing yeah. it. I I just yeah. that and he's uh, yeah. got another show he's got another show coming up here in about a month and him and I tried to work together and I found out that the ring was in horrible condition. And I told him, said the number one thing you got to do for me is get that ring fixed. And, uh, I'll come down there. I said, if I come down there and the ring's not fixed, I'm leaving. And Oh, the ring's fixed. The ring's fixed. Yeah. Okay. I doubt, I I doubt that. And I don't, I don't put up with that. Wrestlers should not have to put their lives in jeopardy more than what they already are for, by working a match because you don't want to have a ring that's safe because you don't want to spend the money to get the ring fixed or sanitized properly or any of that or, or, or do proper upkeep on it. I mean, I have yeah. been to shows and on shows where I've set up rings where the boards have got to be 20 years old. Okay? Boards need to be replaced about every five years, depending on how often you're running. 
usually, typically, yeah. if you're running every month, you're looking at replacing boards every two to three years, depending on the kind of ring that you have and how heavy of guys you've got in that ring. Because if you've got guys busting wood all the time, then, you know, that's not a good thing. Um, yeah. Once, once the wood busts, that's it. There is no fixing that until after the event. You can't tear down the ring in the middle of intermission and put it back together and say, here, it's fixed. It doesn't work like that. You can try to repair it from underneath the ring. You can send somebody under the ring and try to fix it, but you're going to have a hole in the ring, and now you've got workers that can't work in a safe ring because somebody went and broke it. Um, yeah. But typically, I have seen rings that have held – oh, God, probably 3,000 pounds worth of weight. And, uh, you know, as long as you get the right kind of board and you you have it set up right, they will not break. Um, all these yeah. promoters out there using plywood, if you're using plywood over running boards, that's fine because the plywood will stop the running boards from slipping out of place. If you're only using plywood, um, and I know plenty of promoters that do this, it needs to be a higher quality plywood. It cannot be particle board, because if it's particle board, then it's really going to, you know, um, and I've seen, I've seen promoters do it. Okay, I've, I've seen promoters use nothing but particle board or nothing but the cheapest plywood that money could buy, and then they wonder why, you know, the ring broke halfway through the show because so-and-so did a spine buster to somebody, and one whole panel of the plywood just dropped out of the ring completely. Yeah. Um Outdoor shows are usually paid. Um, yes and no. I have I have been with promotions that did not get paid to do an outdoor show um, and did it voluntarily, and I thought that that was kind of stupid because um, there's money to be made. If I'm going to do an outdoor show, somebody's paying me because I got a huge risk that I'm even considering by doing that outdoor show. Um, I, I, that's why I'm not too keen on them. I would rather have a show in a venue, uh, be it the summer or be it the winter, because if I have a, if I have a venue, then I have, obviously I'm not going to run outside in Illinois in the winter, but, um, you know, there are some people that want to run outside in Illinois in the fall and that can be unpredictable because you don't know what the weather's going to be like. It can go from, you know, perfectly comfortable out for an outdoor show in the fall to, oh, my God, it's too cold. And, uh, you know, I would much rather have a venue that has air conditioning or heat um, to accommodate my fans because you want to keep the fans as comfortable as possible. If they're not comfortable, they're not spending money, be it on merch, be it on, you know, 
anything else that you have in the venue, um, food, alcohol, you know, like I said, merchandise. If the, if the fans aren't comfortable, they're not spending money. And if they're not spending money, then why the hell are they there? Because that's what they're there to yeah. do. They're there to spend money and make you money. If they can't make you money, they don't need to be there. If you're losing money by yeah. bringing them in, they don't need to be there. I don't care if they're the prettiest thing in wrestling. I don't care if they're the most talented thing in wrestling. If you are losing money for them to be there, obviously they don't need to be there that bad. Because let me tell you, they don't give two shits if you lose money on that. Yeah. They don't. As long as they get their payday, they're happy. As long as they get their payday, they're happy. And that's the way it's always been. It's, It's the way it'll always be. Everybody thinks that wrestling is a brotherhood. Uh, it's a brotherhood in some places, but in most places, it's everybody looking out for themselves. And that's the way it's been yeah. for a long time, and that's the way it'll probably continue to be, unfortunately, because everybody's in it for themselves. If we can if we can screw so-and-so over to get more money ourselves, then that's what we're going to do. Um, and that's, that's the way it goes. Um, yeah. You know, money... Unfortunately, they say money makes the rules, and it does. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's the truth of the matter. Money makes the rules. And yeah, there are promoters out there that don't have all the money in the world that aren't doing that bad. And then there's promoters that are out there with all the money in the world that are doing horrible. Um, I've seen yeah. it both ways. I've, I've seen it both ways. And the thing about it is this, when you have a promotion that has a small budget that is doing good over a promotion that has a big budget that's doing bad, then the smaller promotion should be giving the bigger promotion lessons. And too many people don't understand yeah. that. Just because, just yeah. because you spend $5,000 on a card doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Okay. Just because just because you were left an inheritance and have ten thousand dollars to play to pay Ric Flair to come in doesn't mean you should. You have to do yeah. your market research. You have to know your demographics. You have to know what the median household income is of that area to even have an idea if wrestling is going to work in that area or not. And you got to know what your ROI would more than likely be. You have to be able to try to guess your ROI. If you don't know what your ROI is going to be or what you need your ROI to be to make money, then you're not in this business to make money. It's become an expensive hobby. And yeah. uh, I'm not, I am not in this to have this be an expensive hobby. I am in this to make money as most promoters are, and there are too many promoters out there that are in this to lose money and willing to lose money if it means that they can be a superstar or if it means that they can be the cool guy that's got a wrestling promotion and a wrestling ring. And that's the business was not safeguarded enough over the years. If it had been, we wouldn't have as many wannabe promoters running around 
and we'd have more serious, legitimate promoters running around. And, you know, that's why that's why we have things like this in Illinois. You want to be a professional wrestler but are tired of waiting to hit the ropes? Feel like you're ready to wrestle in the main event just by watching an episode of SmackDown? Well, come to the Codge Hills Wrestling Alliance, where no experience is necessary. Step in our ring, spend as much for as little time as you want, get yourself ready, and we'll book you in all our events. Only you know best when you're prepared to conquer the world. Don't spend months and years slaving under arrogant prima donna veterans who have you pay put up and take down the ring. Join us CHWA and you'll be wrestling front millions when we broadcast your matches live online. CHWA, which ring is optional because we share your desire to live your fantasy right now. Cause today. I can understand it. It made no sense to me. You know, so then I did question, you know, and tried to see out. At the trial, John and Debbie were represented by court-appointed attorneys. One of the lawyers did not want to use the dog attack story as a defense. The other lawyer came in and said, look, we can't pursue the dog attack. He said, the VA grant us that we need to swallow our hair out of the water. There's nothing there to show dog tag, so basically I have nothing to write. Sorry about that. I had myself muted. Um, when when you – we have not safeguarded the rings enough to where when a promotion closes down, we don't sell our ring to just anybody. We make sure that that ring goes to somebody legitimate that's actually going to do something good with it. And that's another reason why we have so many shitbag promoters out there. Because too many people have gotten their hands on rings that should have never gotten their hand on a ring to begin with. Let alone be in one. I mean, the CHWA is a real promotion here in Illinois. It's one of the backyard promotions, unlike several others, uh, well, uh, like several others throughout the country. And probably throughout the world, it is sad. It's a disgrace. Um, and that's uh, that's kind of where it's at. Yeah. I mean, she, uh, she there's so much that could be done for the wrestling business if more people would work together to protect the wrestling business. Yeah, that, that, that's not going to happen, so, yeah. I've been saying that for years, you know, promoters uh, need to work together, but I guess I give up on that because, you know, they're pretty soft, so, you know, and I've, you know, so let's work together, but they don't want to do that, so I just give up. It is what it is. Oh, absolutely. I've tried to work with several promoters over the years and and I uh I cannot uh cannot seem to get anything accomplished. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. if more yeah. promoters would work together, more would get accomplished in the wrestling business. Yeah. Um, I do want to remind everybody that July 21st at SICW in East Carondelet, Illinois, the Tokyo Monster Cahagas, or Cahagas, however you say it, and Kevin Sullivan will be in attendance. Um, what does this mean? Well, you'll have to stay tuned to this network to find out. Um, so, I've always been a big Kevin Sullivan fan. He was a damn good booker for WCW. He was a good... Uh, he was a good, you know, he was very good. So, um, we definitely, we definitely want to see more good promoters like that. Um, you know, there's, there's just so much, and I'm, I'm sorry, but, uh, if you go back and look, if you go back and look, wrestlers never wrestled in a t-shirt, okay? Uh, male wrestlers I'm talking about. Female wrestlers, that's a different story because you've got to do something to, to you know, cover up. <clears throat> but male wrestlers are should not be wrestling in t-shirts. I don't agree with it. I think that it's silly. Uh, just because WWE does it doesn't mean that you need to copy it. And um, I've said that for years because it changes the perception of the product. It changes the perception of you. It changes the perception of wrestling in general and makes people think that wrestlers are a bunch of guys that are dressed like they came in off the street. Because they want to wear army pants and t-shirts and, you know, t-shirts wrestling in the ring and all of this. You go back to the 60s and 70s, there was never a wrestler that was allowed to wrestle in a t-shirt. It wasn't allowed. Um, But now we have everybody running around wrestling in t-shirts. Yeah, And people wonder why they're not drawing because they've got 20 million guys on a poster that are dressed in t-shirts and it looks like a band reunion over a wrestling show. So, you know, you got to, people, you got to, you got to wake up and have a little bit of common sense here. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. It really isn't. Yeah. Um, think outside the box. That's all I can say. Because if yeah. you think outside the box, then you'll go further. Um, because there are so many people out there that don't want to go the full 
potential that they could because they don't want to step outside of their comfort zone. If people would step outside of their comfort zone as a promoter and as a man or woman in business, then you would make more money. Your company would make more money. Your talent would make more money. And that's what it's, that's what it's all about. It's yeah. not. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not about uh, anything other than that. If you were in the wrestling business for anything other than that, then you're in the business for the wrong reasons. Um, you're yeah. promoting for the wrong reasons. You're not. If you if you're not making money off of this, then uh, huh. Wow. Uh, well, we'll get to that tomorrow night. Um, it seems like I am not the only one that has jumped off the ship at Rampage Championship Wrestling. <laughs> Oh wow! There's some other other wrestlers that are. Uh, leaving that company, and uh, I think I know why. But um, you know, when you the other thing about that company is they had too many co- hands in the cookie jar. You can't have ten hands in a creative cookie jar. It doesn't work. You'll have ten different opinions. They'll never agree. You'll never get anything accomplished. Yeah. You're not. When I when I promote a show, I have probably a total of five people, including myself, that are involved with the handling of promoting and booking that event. There are about five people that know the inner workings and inner webbings of what goes on with me promoting one of my events and booking one of my events. And that's all that that it needs to be. That's four other people besides myself. No family knows. No friends know. You know, it's it's kept tight. When you have 20 20 hands in... Your pot, creatively, you're never going to get anything done. Never. And I don't care if the number is actually 10. I don't care if the number is actually 8. It's too many. You're you're not, at that point, you're appeasing everybody to give them a little chunk of the pie. You need to keep the pie to yourself. People need to understand that you have the end-all, be-all, and there need to be four other votes because you will be the final deciding vote. If you have four people, you can have two yays, two nays, two yeses, and you would be the deciding vote to break the tie. It doesn't need to be any bigger than that. It doesn't. Because you go back... You go back and look at some of the booking committees that the NWA had. They were small. They weren't 20 million people, 20 million hands. You can't, you will never get anything done, uh, and you're not going to please everyone. 
that's at the end of the day, you're not going to please everyone. If you have that many guys wanting to put in input, input is great. That's one thing. But if you've got 10 guys that are coming up with the storylines and the booking and all of this, then one hand, one guy doesn't know what the other guy's doing. It just becomes a creative mess and a creative nightmare. Um, yeah. And that's what so many of these companies are that are out there. If they weren't, yeah. they wouldn't be in the situations they were in. But too many of yeah. them don't want to listen. Um, and too many of them are set in their ways and aren't willing to learn to step step out of the box. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. I want to invite everybody back tomorrow night for Wrestling Authority Radio, right back here live inside the ER at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, and uh, six, six, 6 Pacific. And um, we'll be talking with uh, Rob Fury from SWF out of New Jersey. We'll be talking to whoever else decides that they want to join us. Paul Eubanks might be back. Uh, Crusher Kanoff might be back. Um, who knows who will show up. And um, with that being said, I'd like to thank everyone for coming out tonight. Um, I'd like to thank JB for joining me. And um, again, we want to send our well wishes to Steve Kane as he's recovering from an eye surgery. And um, to all our haters out there, just keep hating. And we're going to keep doing us. So, yeah. Uh, good night, JB, and good night, everybody else. Right, Thank you night. for joining us. Uh, uh, good night.